0: Okay, kids, it's time for another episode of the Fueled by Weird podcast, the only podcast where pirates and ninjas can coexist for now. I'm Chris Daly, and today I have the pleasure of chatting with the founder and CEO of Metal Ninja Studios and writer of Dusk County Chronicles, Joel Rodriguez. Joel, how's it going this morning, man?
1: It's fantastic, Chris. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I've been trying to get on with you guys in a while, and all I had to do was hire a guy to help me do it. Um, <laughs> Really? That jokes, uh, joke's a knock on me, not you guys. I'm horrible at social media. So I say I was trying, but really, I don't do social media <laughs> at all. So I had to hire a guy to help me out with social media. And the first thing he says is, hey, I'm going to get you on with uh, with Chris. And I said,
0: yes, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Blake's a great dude, and I'm glad we could finally make it work. We're glad to have you. Yeah, definitely. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely now usually we like to kick off the show when we're meeting somebody new with an icebreaker question so okay. today's icebreaker question if you had the power of teleportation where would you go
1: hmm. that's a good one i would <laughs> probably yes. go since it's just a visit i'd probably go to japan nice huge fan of anime obviously um and ninja obviously all all, all that stuff um but yeah i'd love to go visit japan but it's not a place that i'd like to live i'm surrounded on three sides by water uh living in florida i I like to keep the fourth side as an escape
0: route (laughs) (laughs) fair enough and now that i know you're a fan of anime we're gonna have to have a whole separate conversation because we have a whole nother show where we talk about anime and yes. we don't get to talk about enough anime, so we'll definitely have to hit you up for that in the future. Oh, I'm down. Um, so for me, if I had the power teleportation, um, kind of a little bit cheesy, but I've actually got um family on my dad's side that live in Wisconsin that I like oh, never nice. get to see ever, so I think yeah. that'd be fun to go visit them. Shout out to Kathy, Mike, Tom, hi guys, love you guys, and everybody else. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd go visit family. See- See now, I seem like a horrible person because
1: all my family up in Michigan's like, "What the hell?"
0: Nah, you're good. (laughs) I've I've only seen these family probably like twice in my entire life, so it's gotcha. I don't get to see them very often, so but it's it's good though. No, that's a good cause. It's a good reason. Yeah,
1: I respect that.
0: Thank you. All right, so you know, with the concept of feel by weird, it's basically you know all the things that you're into, whether they're they're nerdy or not. You know, they're all the things that make up who you are, or you know what fuel you're weird. So. What are some of the things that you're into that feel you're weird um my main things are
1: basically described in the company name metal ninja studios um metal i spent a few years as a guitar performance major in college because i love metal music and wanted to play guitar i realized that i was nowhere near good enough to make a profession out of it so when I decided I was going to propose to my girlfriend, now wife, I said, all right, I have to get a real job. So I pivoted, became an accountant, realized how much I hated it, and then decided, you know what? I'm going to go do something that's even less guaranteed and make comic books. So that's a long story short how I got into comics. And then um, Ninja, because I am an avid obstacle course racer, which is basically oh, nice. Amer- American Ninja Warrior plus Mud and Running. Oh, wow. And then studios, because of the comics, um, whether I'm making my own comics or helping other people make theirs, um, helping my team reach their goals as it relates to creating comics, just a diving into the world of comics is one of those things that feels my weird. So cool. I, I managed to capture it all within one title before I knew that any of it was gonna matter.
0: <laughs> That's perfect. That makes it easy. Exactly, exactly that, that one you... oh go, go ahead, ahead. Sorry.
1: no I was gonna say that one decision that I made randomly in the shower one day has paid off so <laughs> much in the coming years
0: that's awesome shower thoughts are the best sometimes they really are <laughs> now you said you're a fan of metal as a fellow fan yes. of metal it's nice to find more fans um yes who's your favorite band uh Metallica nice
1: Cla- that, Classic Metallica.
0: Best album and justice for all, hands down. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, that was definitely my gateway into metal, and still I still have a soft spot yeah. for them. Um, I think if I had to pick one now, though, I think Killswitch She Engage. Ooh,
1: nice, nice. That's, that's um, me. Have you heard Lions at the Gate? I have not. New band, you should go listen to them. Uh, The majority of the members have been around for a while. They were in one of my other favorite bands, El Nino. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard them. So that band split up due to some complications and yeah. just legal issues. But Christian, the lead singer, plus two or three other members went started a new band called Lions at the Gate, and they just dropped their first album.
0: Nice. I'm definitely going to yeah. write that one down. That's awesome. It's awesome. I, I recommend
1: just, it. It's it's amazing.
0: I just heard of a new band named Oni, O-N-I, because Howard Jones, that used to be with Killswitch, did a song with them yeah. and they're pretty oh. incredible. That's so that's a new favorite band that I just discovered. So that's that's a good one. And, Howard Jones. And, is, oh,
1: I, I, I know you're listening to his new band.
0: Oh, uh light the torch. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so good. huge, huge Howard. Fa- I love Howard so much.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I kind of stopped listening to Killswitch when he left, except for the one song where he came back. Oh,
0: that song is so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's it's, it's criminal how little he is in that song, because I really yep. think we should have featured them both more together.
1: Yep. Especially so, since that's how they marketed the song is yeah. both of them together. And then
0: Howard's like, hi, I'm here, too. Yeah. I mean, no hate on Jesse because he's a great singer. I just yeah. Howard is just so good. Yep. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So we can have a whole conversation about that, but we're going to get off. We're getting off topic. Um, <laughs> let's let's shift into um, I first want to talk to you about how you know everything came together with Metal Ninja. Like, how did you, you know, decide? You, I mean, you kind of decided you pivoted from being an accountant to kind of creating your comic book studios. How to kind of that? Yep. How did that all kind of come together?
1: So I hated my time as an accountant. um I can't even necessarily pin one thing that I didn't like about it. It's just it it wasn't for me, and I decided that just for fun I would try to write a comic and. I went to conventions, I was asking around doing what people do, trying to figure out how to do it because yeah. education in this industry is very hard to come by, especially Absolutely. when you're starting out just trying to um, trying to figure out even where to start. Yeah. It's either you spend a lot of money on something that may be a hobby and you do nothing with it, or you grind your wheels try, or screech your wheels for months trying to figure something out. So I did that approach and I found a suggestion of submit to anthologies if you want to be a writer. And that's how I was going to start in the industry. So I looked for anthologies online and at conventions, found one, wrote something, found an artist. Again, same thing. I'm saying this fast, but it took months. Um, found, Found an artist and submitted our story. It got turned down. And I think the story is great. It's uh, one of the first stories in the Dust County Chronicles called The Fiend in Me," And basically, it's what if Toy Story was a slasher? Like, I opened my pitch (laughs) with that for years, and everyone gives me that reaction. They start laughing. They're like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's
0: awesome.
1: So I had the idea, uh, or I had to figure out if I was going to shelve it or continue to do something with it and obviously i decided to keep going and that became the dust county chronicles i said i have wrote one short story i can write three more make a comic book um and then i printed an ash can with the first two stories only 50 copies of it took it to a local show that they were having at a comic book store and said all right this is going to be my beta test if i don't get any traction then this isn't for me if i do get traction we'll see where it goes yeah well i sold out in all 50 copies in two days oh wow so i said all right maybe (laughs) have something here (laughs)
0: yeah
1: uh i finished the first issue we launched on kickstarter started doing the convention circuit and all of that and all this time i in my head i'm a writer who taught myself the basics of lettering so I could put out my first book. Basically, yeah. I did exactly what I now tell people not to do. Um, I was trying to save money and I skimped out on what is traditionally the least expensive part of making a comic book. Sure. Um, well, people started seeing my work and they started asking, well, who does your lettering? I was, well, I do. Oh, will you letter my books too? Okay. And I started doing that just kind of as a side thing because I've realized that I've really enjoyed it. I've always wanted to do something artistic, hence the music and just pivoting back into comics, but I can't draw at all. So I learned that lettering was a great way for me to kind of fuse the two, do something creative and visual without needing to be able to draw. And I learned graphic design as a way to accelerate my lettering growth, and they ended up feeding into each other, uh, and I started offering lettering and graphic design. Um, One thing led to another. I made multiple relationships and connections within the industry, and I got a job at Scout Comics working as a production designer. Worked my way up through there, um, all while doing freelance and still trying to put out the Dust County Chronicles. And then I worked my way up through Scout, ended up as their head of design and did that for about a year or so, give or take, um, before I realized that my true calling was in the freelance work. And I was needing to put my freelance work to the side and kind of push my clients off to the side um, instead of giving them all of the attention that they deserve because I was focusing on Scout so much. So, I stepped away from Scout and decided to focus on the freelance stuff. And really, I never looked back. I was paying attention to the freelance. Everything was going great there. Um, there was one publisher that I started with freelance, which was Merck Publishing. Uh, I started with them with Miss Meow on number one on Kickstarter about three years ago, two and a half to three years ago. And I worked with them as they built their entire company plus everything else. And Metal Ninja Studios does everything for them in terms of graphic design and production, everything. And as their demand grew, I found myself in the same situation again, where, okay, this is the second time that I've been working with a publisher and they've needed graphic design and lettering work so much that I can't handle it myself. Am I going to pass up this opportunity again or find some way to make it work? And that led to the expansion to where we are now, where Metal Ninja Studios is no longer just me making comics. Quite frankly, I don't make comics very often anymore. Um, The vast majority of my time is spent managing the team. I've got about, uh, I think, eight people working with me now. Um, A collection of editors, writers, production designers, letterers. Um... Pretty much the whole gamut so that everything that we were doing for publishers, we can continue to do while making sure that all of our publishing clients get all of the services that they need. We also have the bandwidth to work with independent creators and start rectifying a problem that i realized about five years ago back to the education part where it's very hard to learn how to make comics so we just we just recently launched the metal ninja dojo which is our educational platform where we're giving away free content to help people learn how to make comics um and that pretty much gets us to where we are today
0: that's awesome i mean i i've recently seen all the metal ninja dojo stuff thanks to your wonderful uh social media manager blake and i think it's awesome because you know i personally you know i've i've been a writer for a long time and i have tried to kind of adjust my writing to the script format and it's been tough because you know i've gotten some good advice regarding you know switching because they say you know it's really easy to go from you know prose writing to scripting i've not found that as easy as everyone says it is and so usually when i reach out and say hey how do i do this a majority of the answers I get are just Google it. And I'm like, that's, that's not a helpful answer. And that's a horrible answer, really. Because it's like, like you said, you know, it's really hard to get knowledge in this business, because you have to sit and grind and kind of learn it on your own. But it's like, you know, as fulfilling it is to kind of learn it on your own and figure it out on your own. It's not really more convenient, but it's it's nice when someone who's already done all of that can just like, hey, it sucks going through that. I've been there already. Let me show you how to, not necessarily show you, but let me help you figure out how to do it so you don't have to sit and grind through the mud to get it figured out.
1: Yeah, it, it's great that you mentioned that cuz we actually have several clients who are prose writers who wanted to get into comics and it's the same thing where yeah. everyone is telling them oh it's super easy and no it's not because you go from fluid dialogue and descriptions to where it's your job to paint a picture yeah. to condensing that into a still frame image and that's a hard that's a hard switch especially it's, when it's you hard. don't know that yeah um and there's a lot of google it and even when you google it what you come across is the fact that really there's no standardized way to write a comic book script right there are suggestions but there's yeah. nothing standardized so one of the things that we're working on uh, for the dojo and this is exclusive content we haven't talked about this at all but one of the things that we're going to be um releasing eventually is kind of a summary of the different Types of comic book scripts and why they differ and why some people prefer one and some people prefer the other and then our recommended method and the reason why we're doing that is a we're a team of people all throughout the process of comic books who have years of experience doing this. And we know from our experience, what works best and what doesn't so that the writers who don't do those other roles will know, okay, well, if I do this specific thing, it helps this person and makes their job easier and thus makes my job easier. Um, But if you try our method and it doesn't work for you, great, here's a list of everything else that way, Google, it becomes, here's one resource that gives you everything that you need to know about how to write a script, what you need to focus on, what the little minute details are, like the 180 rule, and answer all of these
0: questions before you even know that they're questions that need to be answered. Which I think is awesome because you know, as as much as you know, you know, comment creators don't have to say, you know, this is how you do it. They just say Google it. It's kind of like they're just keeping that that information like precious to them and keeping it kind of personal. And and they they have no reason they have no right they don't have to share that information. But it's Correct. it's cool that you guys are doing that because you know like you said, you know you share it with one person and that kind of just spreads and helps everybody which is which is awesome. The fact that you guys are doing that that's incredible.
1: I I completely understand why they do that and I can't fault them for it at all. Right. Um right. the problem with the industry and this is an industry-wide problem that I'm actively fighting against is our reliance on page rates because basically what happens and this kind of touches into the core values of Metal Ninja Studios. Um just to touch on them, I can talk about them in more detail afterwards if you'd like, but our fundamental values are quality before quantity, 1% better daily, and service over sales. And all three of those are centered around the fact that we don't really they are trying to combat that page rate mentality. Because what it does is you have letterers, for example, I started as a letterer, I'm going to use them as an example, because I'm most familiar with it. And quite frankly, they are among the lowest paid in the industry when you look at a per page rate. So with lettering, they are stuck at a rate, because everyone offers lettering. And if I don't like your rate, I'm going to go over here. That not only treats lettering as a commodity to where you have to keep your rates locked into the market. Because if you try and go down, then everyone else is going to try and go down and it's race to the bottom and no one wins there. And what, what happens with that mindset is okay, well, I need to create all of My special process is to do everything that I can to make this go faster because I can only charge X number of dollars per page, but I still need to pay my bills, especially if I want to do this full time, I need to knock out a bunch of pages. So what am I going to do? I'm going to knock out as many pages as I possibly can. And I don't want anyone to know my secrets because if they know my secrets, then they'll be able to knock out just as many pages, just as fast. And now I'm competing with them because they charge the same as me, but they can do it faster. And, Oh, wait, never mind They cut their prices. So they're going to do it cheaper. That's not a great way to do it. It's a horrible way to do it because it causes the quality of comics across the board to decrease because now everyone has to, pump out as much as they can possibly do to the point where it's not sustainable. It's not livable. That's why you get a lot of burnt out people and it's why you get hashtags like comics broke me because you get all of that because of this race to the bottom with everything being viewed as a commodity. So we actively combat that with how we're doing things to where we do, um, quality over quantity. I am more than happy to put every bit of effort into every book to make sure that we put out the best quality book that we work on every single time i don't care how many pages we have to do it's the quality comes first we're not rushing it out so we can move on to the next one one percent better daily what this daily grind does when you're reliant on page rates is You get so stuck in the grind and I fell into this myself where you get so stuck into the grind that you stop growing, you stop learning, you stop inventing new techniques, you stop developing new processes to go faster. And then you just get stuck in this mad grind of, okay, I'm going to get as many pages as I can done, but they all look the same because you're just stuck in the rotation. So everyone on the team, uh, has access to education themselves on my dime. Because I want the team to get better every single day and that's what we do I hold myself to the same standard where every single day everyone is focused on continuing education. So that way every book that we do as a team, we are stronger than the book previous Um, and then last sales, but not service uh, or service over sales, we offer so many different services as part of our main package that it would be very easy for me to turn into just another salesman where you come to me for lettering okay well what about this 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 and this and that's not how we're doing things because we want to improve the industry overall and how we do that is by providing value outside of what we actually do like you can come to us for lettering And I'm not going to try and sell you any higher. I may tell you about what we do and see if anything sounds good to you. But if it doesn't fit your story, that's fine. What you're still going to get though is you're still going to get access to all of our community um, because we're building out. Uh, We actually just announced a couple of days ago, we're working on this thing called uh, the Metal Ninja Nation, which is going to be an exclusive community only for clients of Metal Ninja Studios. And that is going to give them access to Blake's buzz and do a community roundtable and a bunch of stuff to foster that sense of community, while also um, leveraging our marketing um, strategies and just having access to an entire team as opposed to just one. So uh, one person. So what we do, what we really sell is a service that carries people through the entire process and makes them feel like they don't have to go into it alone and all of that is. It, the foundation by which we try and combat that page rate structure like we don't charge page rates we do project-based pricing because we offer value far excess far in excess of a traditional letterer and or letterer insert job role here because we can work with it all right and all of it is because we want to increase the quality of books and the quality of the
0: experience in this industry. That's awesome. I think it's a great program that you guys are getting together. I think it's really gonna help out a lot of people. Thank you, thank you. That's awesome.
1: <clears throat> and um, I, I do have to say one thing that is going to be happening And this is definitely going to confuse a lot of people, but I would like to explain it. Uh, We're going to be announcing, probably within the next day or two, that for the next four months, Metal Ninja Studios will not be accepting new clients. Um, And we're going to be putting a freeze on clients. Uh, The main reason for that is because we want to take the time to build our systems, build our processes, and then um, as we onboard new clients, take the time, to onboard them and make sure that everyone that comes on to Metal Ninja Studios will have that genuine experience to where they all feel like the only client. And the only way that we can do that is if we take our own time away, build everything that we need to to make ourselves better and then present that to the world. And a big caveat to that is one of the ways that we schedule New client consultations is via a consultation where people can book 45 minutes to talk to me for free. Those are going to continue. So throughout this entire freeze, I'm still going to be doing consultations. The difference is that they're not going to end in a pitch. I'm donating my time for people to ask any questions, whatever they want. That way they can still get their questions answered. And when we open up again, if they still want to come back to us, that's great. If not, I hope I'm able to answer their questions.
0: That's awesome. That's that's something that I think a lot of people are definitely going to benefit from, so that's very cool that you're doing that. All right, so um, we got into how the studio was created. Um, Let's kind of talk a little bit about what inspired you to get into writing in the first place. Okay. um, Spawn
1: was the comic that got me into (laughs) comics. Okay. I remember being a kid going through an indoor flea market and I saw spawn number one on one of the comic shelves and I bought it way before I should have I was much younger than the <laughs> recommended age range for spawn. Yeah, I'm sure. But with the artwork and just that 90s style, I loved it. And yeah. Tom Orsachowski, Tom Morsechowski, the letterer of spawn has been a hero of mine since that comic. Um, And I like I said I always wanted to do something creative I've always had stories and I've always wanted to either do something artistic which like I said can't draw so that was out um but I decided okay well if I'm going to get into comics what's the best way for me to do that and it all starts with writing so I actually have a story that I've been working on for years um and that started out as plot work and then so funny thing I just had an idea about that story. I, I can't talk about it, but as we're talking, <laughs> okay. the idea just hit me. So if I'm chuck if I'm chuckling, that's why. Well, um, but I've go. been wor- I've been working on that story for years. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to um I- I'm gonna try and put this out. And I'm when it's the typical, this is going to be my grand finale, like my Lord of the Rings, my huge epic. And I start looking and they're like, no, start with a four page short story. I said, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So, so that's what I decided to do. And one thing led to another and
0: here we are. That's awesome. Now you had mentioned kind of a little bit that dust County Chronicles was inspired by a what if toy story was a slasher. So When you're getting ideas like that, you know, where, when you're trying to spark the creative juices, where do your ideas come from?
1: So the Dust County Chronicles proper, the main series, and for anyone watching or listening, the main reason I make that differentiation is because there are actually two series tied into one. Um, It started as the Dust County Chronicles, which is a horror anthology series that takes tales you know and love and throws a horror twist on them. And then all of that ties into the Dusk County Chronicles Nightfall, which is the issue currently on Kickstarter. And it's Nightfall is basically the Avengers of Horror, where I take characters from all of those short stories and bring them together for their own three-issue miniseries. Um, Now, back to your question, after getting the context out of the way, all of them are inspired by movies and stories that I loved as a kid that I wanted to see a darker version of, and that's exactly what I did. Um, like another one is, what if Peter Pan required a sacrifice to enter Neverland? Um, yeah, it it gets dark fast. That's okay. <laughs> um, but basically every story within the first two issues is inspired by something that I love from my childhood and some horror element that I've loved throughout my life. And I take those two and rack my brain back and forth to see how I can get it to fit. And then it fits. And I love each and every one of them
0: very cool so you take all the characters from or not all of them but you take several of the characters from the anthology and then you put them into nightfall that's how it works yeah basically
1: so, cool. so in one of the short stories or two of them actually in issue number one there's a the story called forever young where a little girl is tricked by her brother to do something heinous I'm not going to spoil it because it's a short story I can't give too many details without spoiling it basically she's tricked into doing something really bad and then gets taken away Um, and then there's another story in that same first issue where someone is this girl is driving through Dust County runs out of gas goes to this cabin that's hanging out in the woods asking for help runs into trouble there and she gets taken away Well, Nightfall picks up with the mother of the first girl and the sister of the second girl trying to find their missing loved ones, and they are our protagonists exploring the mysteries of Dusk County and running into different characters from each of the short stories while trying to find their missing loved ones.
0: That's awesome. That's really cool how you kind of tied them together like that stories, stories that kind of start one way where they have the characters here and they bring them back and they tie them in kind of like a, you know, like a Marvel Cinematic Universe, like you mentioned. Those are very cool. I I really like those kind of stories a lot. That's awesome. And I was able to read uh, Nightfall and it's an incredible series, by the way. It's so good. Thank you. Thank Um, you. And you mentioned it's on Kickstarter right now. Do you kind of want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so we're funding the last issue on um and i say last the conclusion to nightfall the third issue of the mini series uh we're on kickstarter through the month of september and i think the first week of october um and we are offering a variety of rewards for anyone that wants to help us bring this series to a close uh we have cover art from chris mad um joseph schmolke um Francesco Fantini, and then our series artist who does our primary covers, Roman Gubski. Um, we offer a wide variety of different levels for whatever level of collector you are. So if you just want to read the digital copy, we've got that. If you want to read physical, we've got that. If you want medals, you got that. If you want to collect everything, we also have those options. And I'm a big fan of exclusivity when it comes to comics because I started as a collector. So I love having the exclusive little things. And um, I always try and one up myself from my previous campaigns and our offerings. So every one is something that people haven't seen before. Well, people can buy the original art from Joseph Schmolke's cover. So if they're Joseph Schmolke fans, they can get the original art, which is awesome. I joke and tell people not to buy it because I want to keep it. But uh, (laughs) if they buy it, I will send it to them. and then the one thing that I'm really excited about is in our previous campaigns, we offered people the opportunity to be drawn into future issues. Um, like there are characters who are friends of mine who ended up um, in the book because they backed that. And then other people that I didn't know backed it and got drawn into the book. And it, it was a really fun thing. We've had people take it almost every time, I think. Well, with this being the last issue, obviously we can't do that. So I was trying to think, okay, what can we do to kind of one up? and improve. And I came up with the idea of people getting their own exclusive covers. And what I mean by that is Roman is going to draw them on their own cover, Mm -hmm. they will be printed on the cover, they will get the original art for their cover, they will get printed copies of their trade dress of their virgin variants of their medals. And then they are the only ones that will have access to their cover we're not keeping any it we're printing only to demand based off of what they want and that's it it is the true exclusive comic experience and i'm really excited and i hope people like it
0: that's a really cool concept that i don't think i've ever seen really anybody else do before so that's that's very cool
1: yeah i i'm hoping i'm a big fan of doing things that weren't done before so and now i'm just hoping it pays off and people like it
0: <laughs> yeah for sure now um we've kind of touched on a little bit, but to kind of, you know, entice people who aren't familiar with Dust County Nightfall or Dust County Mm -hmm. Chronicles Nightfall, what's um, something you could say about it? that kind of just kind of summarize, you know, what the story is about.
1: The Avengers of Horror meets Cabin in the Woods. Perfect. (laughs) It, It is a collection of short stories that come together, Avengers styled into a longer narrative. And it is centered in a geographic location that is secretly run by monsters. So as these people are trying to find their missing loved ones, they get chased by virtually every monster that you can think of.
0: That's awesome. And if I hadn't already read it, I definitely would be... Would be <laughs> for sure <laughs> i definitely still am into it because you know I've, I've read the digitals i definitely think i might have to look into getting the physicals now just for sure just because it's it's an awesome story
1: i appreciate that so
0: and oh good i was
1: just gonna say have you read
0: the original dust county series i have not i've just read nightfall
1: i'm gonna make sure that we get those to you because okay. as it makes me super happy to say that you love Nightfall without reading the original, because honestly, that was a huge concern of mine, because I built them so intertwined that I was concerned that kind of Avengers style, if people haven't seen the previous movies is Nightfall, or read the previous comics is Nightfall going to make sense. The fact that you haven't read the originals makes me happy because it does make sense and you still like it. Yeah, it, Yay. it, it um, really did. But once you read the originals read through nightfall and then you'll see all of the different webs that we put in how everything is connected and there are so many little different things that i tried to put in that it may end up taking a couple reads because every time you're going to see something that you didn't see before and to the point where um this is a spoiler but not spoiler uh this map is the cover for dust county chronicles number one and this map makes an appearance in nightfall number one so even the cover it does is, okay yeah yep that makes and, a lot more sense now yep so even the cover and this cover also has easter eggs for what happens in the book so the Honestly, it isn't the best cover when it comes to putting it on a shelf and drawing interest. It doesn't have that thing that makes it pop, but I love this cover because as a writer, I love doing the little Easter egg things. And it started back with the first issue and extended all the way through all five. So I'll make sure that we get you those other two issues just so you can read it and see how everything is connected.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that. And you know, of course it it did make sense um, as its own standalone story. There were, and I'm not going to, it's really hard because I, there are certain things that I did have questions about that I'm not going to spoil, but there are certain characters that were in specific situations and I'm like, how did this, how did this happen? So that's, that's good to know that, you know, there's explanation somewhere, but it's not necessarily needed to enjoy Nightfall. So that's very cool. So I want to ask now, you know, you said this kind of wraps up the story. But you kind of again, without spoiling it, you kind of left the last issue open ended to where it felt like there's still more story to tell. Mm -hmm. So after this, you know, what's what's in store for Dust County? Is it just done? Do you have more stuff planned?
1: So I have more stuff planned, but Dust County is going to go on hold for a bit because there's another series that I've been working on behind the scenes that I've been wanting to do for a very long time, but I didn't want to run two series concurrently. Sure. Uh, so dust County is going to go on hold for a bit. Give me a chance to tell this other story. And then after that, who knows?
0: (laughs) Fair enough. So after this Kickstarter is over, what's next is this new story that you have?
1: Um, Yes, we are going to be announcing some more Kickstarter stuff in between there, um, because one thing that Metal Ninja Studios is doing is um, another service that we're offering to our production clients is an opportunity to publish with us via Kickstarter. Um, So we're essentially opening a publishing house Um, and it's Kickstarter exclusive. We're not doing it to compete with the direct market. We're actually doing it. Conversely, to help people get proof of concept for the direct market. Um, So so basically we um, give them an opportunity to leverage our experience in um, participating in over 50 Kickstarter campaigns within the past five years. Um, They can leverage that experience and our expertise and then um, fund their own projects under our banner. And, well, we'll run the campaigns and fund the projects and act like a publisher, but if Dark Horse comes to them or they pitch it to Dark Horse and Dark Horse says, that's awesome, we're not like, no, you're ours. Yes, go, have fun, Um, because that's the point. We're trying to build these creators up, not hold them back. So we're going to be unveiling stuff related to that, um, that offering starting next year.
0: That's awesome. Now, if you know, I know you said that you're using it just to, you know, kind of give them a proof of concept for other publishers. But Mm -hmm. if they wanted to just stick with you guys, is that something that's an option as well? Like have you guys essentially be their publisher? Yeah,
1: we're um, we say they come to us for a five issue series. We're on for all five issues and we will publish all five issues via Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. It's just if they want to take it to the direct market, we're not going to stop them. We're still the Kickstarter publisher and that will publish it via crowdfunding, but they're still more than welcome to go to the direct market if they so choose. If they don't, then they can definitely stay with us and we'll publish everything all the way through. Um, But the intention is for us to publish entire series and then take those series to the direct market after conclusion.
0: Gotcha. That's awesome. All right. Well, you know, I don't want to keep you much longer. So we'll just wrap things up. Um, What's uh, for one last bit? What's some advice you'd give to up and coming creators?
1: That's a hard one because up and coming creators need to know so many things. So good piece of advice is book a consultation with me so I can answer your specific (laughs) questions. Okay. Um, Without a pitch, because like I said, we're not even accepting new clients. So that's me just wanting to help. Um, But one thing that I will offer is don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, There are so many people who don't know things within this industry that if you have a question, chances are there are thousands of people that have that same question and don't know where to find it. Um, we, as part of the metal Ninja dojo, we're doing a monthly roundtable with the team from metal Ninja studios, where we're doing a live stream Q and a, and that's one of the big things people can submit questions and we'll answer them. And I try to, I try to reinforce to everyone that if you have a question, you are not the only person that does. So ask it. And there's yeah. no such thing as a stupid question. It is. Fear around questions is literally nothing more than fear of looking like you don't know something. And guess what? You don't. And that's not a bad thing. Because if we recognize what we don't know, that's how we grow. And that all ties back to 1% Better Daily, the uh, value for the company, where we have to acknowledge what we don't know and be okay with not knowing it. And that's how we get better. And we know it.
0: That's great advice. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's that's incredible thank you that's that's amazing um of course. well you know thank you for being here today really appreciate it um do you want to take a minute now to kind of just plug the kickstarter plug metal ninja plug whatever how do we keep up with you if we want to find out what's going on
1: yeah easiest way to keep up is via socials for metal ninja studios um i believe we have it set up via linktree to uh you can go to metalninja.studios.com/links, and that will give you everything. I say I believe because I am social media is my kryptonite, so I had to hire <laughs> Blake. We we've mentioned Blake over this call a few times, but I yeah. had to hire him to help out with that stuff because I I've never been good at social media, and I don't even pretend.
0: Um, it's 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 a tough beast to master, that's for sure.
1: Yep, yep. I I didn't even bother. It was funny because all of the growth that I did um to get to where i am up prior to bringing blake on was all just through referrals and word of mouth and i I never had to do marketing but then i started expanding the team and i'm like well now i actually need to make sure that jobs keep coming in because now it's not just me now i've got an entire team depending on me so i need to look into marketing but i know nothing about social media. I can do marketing planning and strategy and business development. I can do all that stuff, but yeah. Facebook algorithms and all that. Yeah, that's way past me. Let me hire someone. And I'm <laughs> thankful that I found, thankful that I found Blake and yeah. I'm, Pretty sure that the link is metalninjastudios.com slash links. That'll take you to the link tree. If not, you can just head to Facebook and search for Metal Ninja Studios or our website, metalninjastudios.com. If you do want to book a consultation with me to chat and ask questions, you can do that at our website. Um, At the same time, um, if you want something more in a public forum, we do monthly roundtables on Blake's Buzz, which is a podcast that we sponsor. Um, we do it there so that more people can see it. And we also, uh, publish weekly blog posts, um, with free education for everyone, uh, at our website as well. Um, as for the dust County Chronicles, you can find it on Kickstarter, metal slash Kickstarter. And, uh, that should also be included in the link tree. Assuming that I got the URL, right. Um, and that is where you'll find everything that we're offering for the Kickstarter. And uh, we've had a fantastic first couple of days and we've got, I think, 26 or seven days left. And I'm really optimistic for it and I'm excited to get it out to the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, the world needs to know about this. So we'll definitely help spread the word. Awesome. Now. Appreciate for, it. Yeah, absolutely. Now, serve, serve, Now for some housekeeping from us, to find this interview, all sorts of other up to stay up to date on all sorts of geek related news, check us out at geek-network.com, geeksaz on Instagram and Twitter, geek network on Facebook, I am cd is weird on Instagram. Uh, the music for the show is by my friends' band Polygon Horizon. Go check them out on Bandcamp; they're amazing. Um, the logos for the show are by my friends Chris Chandler and Mike Belcher. Great comic book guys; they're great friends. They're very talented. Go check them out. And if you like the show, please leave a review and tell your friends, like you said, you know, before you brought Blake along, word of mouth is our friend. So, you know, make sure you help spread the word and remember kids to embrace the things that feel you're weird and always geek responsibly. Joel, thanks so much for coming today.
1: Thanks for having me, Chris.